Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast exploring the latest in film, TV, games, toys, and more. And now, somewhere in a secret bunker outside of Washington, D.C., here are your hosts, 30-year veteran of pop culture and entertainment news for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski, and pop culture, technology, and space aficionado, Todd Stowell. Welcome. I want to dive. I want to dive right into this because because we were just having a discussion before we started recording about the the underscore has fallen franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hold on. So the the week before we were going to do one of these, but we had a real. I had a technical issue and I ran out of time. Right. But the technical issue is fixed now, and I'm I'm now doing a podcast using Sennheiser's GSP six seventy. It's a premium wireless headphone set. And uh, boy, you know, it's comfortable. Let me just say that. And you can hear me and I hopefully it comes out and I hopefully the audio comes out good and strong and we'll go from there. But please jump ahead. Okay, so the last one was Angel Has Fallen, which is basically now it's not it's first. It was the first one was Olympus Has Fallen, which is they take over the White House. And it's like North Korea and South Korea. Right. The, se- the second one is London Has Fallen, where they try to kill the president in London. Yep. And then this one is Angel Has Fallen, where there's a new president, which is Morgan Freeman. And he is uh, there's an assassination attempt on him. And it's it's framed against uh, Mike Banning. Of course it is. And I think these movies are absolutely hysterical in the fact that they're such popcorn films and they're so laughable, but they're that they're that they're amazing on on how ridiculous they are. Like the special the CGI effects when they blow up the hospital in this movie are god awful. <laughs> but it's so it's like it's borderline funny. Like you've come to expect it, right? And they just announced three more movies, no, and a possible TV series along oh with it. Oh my god! Yes, sir. I'm so excited. God bless that guy. You know what, man? Gerard Butler. I don't know what to say, but milk it for all it's worth. Yeah, right. He's getting paunchier by film. You know, by each it's okay. film. It's okay. It, it is okay. I'm I'm fine with it. I've got no problems with it. Just like I've got no problems going on record as stating that Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. <laughs> Okay, I'm sure tell people wh- who enjoy It's a Wonderful Life might complain about that. but Well, let me tell you something. They just came out and they surveyed a substantial amount of people, and It's a Wonderful Life was number two. Die Hard was number one. Just saying. Really? Just saying. So take that. Then again, I, I think Christmas Vacation is right up there too. So, But what are you going to do? <laughs> so... So and then I got to talk about they've finally released the premise of Ghostbusters 2020 in the official title as well, which is called Ghostbusters Afterlife. But they've that's about all they've. Well, the Vanity New. Fair, the Vanity Fair piece. Maybe you want to go over that with me because yeah, I didn't quite get get what was going on there. All right. So the premise is is it is set in in it is set in current mo- modern time, but it is in the universe of the original Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. And there is a single mother and her two kids 
who are given a farm in Oklahoma. And of course they haven't given it away, but it's very obvious that the farm who, who is the woman's father's farm is Egon is his farm. And she's never met, she's never met her father. She doesn't really know anything about him. And you've got Finn Wolfhard from stranger things. He's like a gearhead. And while on the farm, he finds Ecto one. And he, he just gets, stumbles across this car it, that's been no, nobody's known about. It's, it's in it's covered in the barn, okay. along with all the proton packs, the PKE meters, anything and everything that was once at the firehouse in New York City is now on this farm in Oklahoma. And the daughter, the, the 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 younger the the younger sister, she's very book smart. She's a brainiac, and there's all these books about like parapsychology and you know, Tobin's spirit guide and all this stuff. And she's really fascinated by it. Um, they refer to the event in New York in the, in the eighties in the first movie as the Manhattan cross rip. That's how it's referred to. Uh, 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 okay. And most people who are of, who are of a, you know, younger generation don't believe it actually happened. But Paul Rudd's character was a child then who is the science summer summer school science teacher and he saw it he witnessed it and so when they're trying to find out what all this equipment is he's like how do you have a ghost trap how do you have a proton pack what is this this is crazy right and so somehow the original ghostbusters are likely to show up to indicate just how great egon was in some capacity but they're all there all three have confirmed that that they have filmed their roles along with Andy Potts and Sigourney Weaver. Cool. Um, Rick Moranis is a no, and like he's like he's busy. And Harold Ramis obviously is dead, right? Um, so he's a no, right? So he's a no. Um, there is a possibility. <clears throat> apparently, they went back and looked at all the dailies from the original movie and found some really decent footage that it seems like they might turn into home movies. Oh, that'd be fun. Right. So you're going to get to see footage from the original movie cut together as a home movie. Um, So today they released the sort of uh, teaser poster, which is Ecto-1 sliding sideways through a wheat field, which looks badass. And the the sky has some sort of disturbance going on. And it is believed that the disturbance takes place. It starts in a mine shaft near the near the farm. Um, that's about all you know. The trailer hits Monday. Okay. And I can't wait. I'm kind of excited for it. I'm hoping yep. the trailer is. I'm hoping they do it right where they. I mean, it's a lot of people are griping that it's unfortunate that they're handing off to a bunch of kids. But I've also seen stills, which I'm pretty excited about, where the kid from Stranger Things, because he's such a, a gearhead, he figures out a way to build a detractable seat in Ecto-1 so that he can slide the door open. The seat slides out of the side, and the sister is shooting the proton pack while the car's flying down the street. She's connected to the car. So cool. if they do stuff like that... yeah. And it's a and it's a couple of kids who eventually kind of grow up and maybe they introduce some other people. I'm all right, right with it. And if Paul Rudd does something, that's great. 
Um, And obviously it's, I guess it's maybe an opportunity for Bill Murray on screen to sort of say his goodbye, even though I know he said it in person Um, to say his goodbye to what I think he's done with this. So this is his opportunity to say farewell to his friend you know, on screen to that he's, character. He's done with this because there's plenty more opportunities for, for him to do that, that like those stupid zombie movies that he did. God, was that he, was a bad movie. Was, was he in zombie land too? I have not seen it. Okay. Yet. I have not seen it yet, but the rumor was that he and Aykroyd were in it. That's what I heard, but I, I never right. went back and looked and I don't really want to know. Um, so the only other thing I'll say is if you're a huge Ghostbusters fan, the same people who did this is how they made, you know, like toys from your past. It's like a TV show. Yeah. They, they, they just did one on four films, Home Alone, Die Hard, Dirty Dancing and Ghostbusters. And there's a lot of really cool behind the scenes um, footage and interviews about how who the original Ghostbusters were supposed to be and how difficult it was getting it written and talking to all the people who put it together and just the mechanisms for up until the last minute, they didn't have the name for the movie because they didn't have the rights cleared. So there's a lot of good nuggets in there. The diehard one is also really good um, for the sheer fact that they did have Alan Rickman hanging from outside the building uh, when he's falling and there's a big giant inflatable bag to catch him. And instead of going three, two, one, zero and dropping him, they went three, two and dropped him on one. So the look mm-hmm. on his face is legit sheer terror because he did not know he was being dropped on one. <laughs> so that show is on Netflix. There's four of them so far. There's more coming. It's the same guys who did like toys from your childhood. I cool. highly recommend it. There's there's stuff there, but it has a Ghostbusters tie to it. So I wanted to bring that in. And that's nice. all I've got. So, okay. Well, Monday, Monday. Yeah, I will be watching for it. I'm, I'm hoping it's, it's good. Crossing my fingers. Can't be any, can't be any worse than that pile of garbage from 2016. No, no. Now, if you watch the movie, uh, that one in, in, uh, when it was released to home entertainment, it was much better. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it wasn't. Well, here's the reason why actually, this movie... I actually found it amusing for some reason, but I might have been drinking at the time. Here is why that movie did not do well and why this one will do better because of the over CGI'd. They're not they're going back to using the old school way of doing right. effects to try right. to hold true to the first two movies. So everything is being done with smoke and different lighting. And that other movie was just so CGI heavy. It was unnecessary. And it was also a terrible storyline. They ruined it for those four women. But yeah, I've said, never I've coming back. That, I've said that many times on several episodes of this podcast. So I digress. <laughs> All right. Well, you've got your annual tradition. You want to dive into some of your stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get this. <laughs> Your this pop-up to go off my screen. Hold on a second. God. You know, the person who runs your Welcome website, to the Washington Times. The person uh, who runs your website really just doesn't know what he's doing. Clearly. No, he doesn't. It's a boob. Yeah, right, hold clearly on. Clearly a moron. Okay. Uh, picks for the holidays. Blu-ray and 4K movies. Ready? 
Do it. If you disagree, please jump in. I will. They they finally released on 4K The Wizard of Oz. And and I can tell you, yeah. Okay, let me take that back. They they. Yeah, yeah, like that's but that's odd. Um, and I'll tell you, it looks exactly how you think it would look. It looks freaking amazing. Did they go back and do any restoration? Uh, they pulled it from the. They did an 8K master of the original Technicolor negative. So yeah, and it's wow. it's a visual smorgasbord, and you put that thing on like a 75 inch TV, and it just explodes. Especially when she opens that door to Oz. You know that part. I mean, yeah, that's when it just, turns the color, yeah, that's just golden. Um. So anyway, that's my really my top pick there. Um. Did they did they do away with the like the the like borderline like yes. bright orange skin? Yes. On the Oompa Loompas. The bright orange skin or not, on the, on not the, the Oompa Loompas. Um <laughs> I'm thinking of two different movies here, man. Hold the on. The munchkins? Yeah, the munchkins. Did they did, wasn't there like some no, complaint? No, bright orange uh, skin. I thought you were talking about the, the movies tr- the movies got black bars on it and sometimes they put like curtains and weird stuff on the side to fill no. it in you know what i mean you know you, you know i'm thinking of willy wonka because i just watched it again so so never mind okay. ignore me right. that's fine uh they they also add a lot of um vintage documentaries there's this 69 minute documentary from 2013 hosted by martin sheen uh there's a 70 minute, uh, wait a minute. Yeah. There's an hour long documentary from 1990 hosted by Angela Lansbury. So anyway, amazing. Why, why, why Martin Sheen and Angela Lansbury? What do they have to do with the wizard of Oz? I have no idea. Okay. And I have Never no mind. idea, but Never anyway, mind. all right, next, obviously. And for the first time in a disc 4k format, it's a wonderful life is available. Um, Obviously, the the Frank Capra directed film with Jimmy Stewart as George Bailey is the I would consider it next to um, God. I love talking to you because my brain completely gets sucked out Uh, next to Christmas story. It's probably the Christmas movie and Die Hard, of course. The third one. Um, Anyway, they did a they did a restoration on it. There's a 13-minute uh, featurette on the restoration process, which was great. So anyway, that's big. Next, okay. they released the complete Universal Pictures collection of Abbott and Costello on Blu-ray from Shout Factory. So that's 28 black and white films, and it includes all of the Universal Monsters ones. So Abbott and Costello, really? yes, Abbott and Costello meet the mummy, Abbott and Costello meet Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man, and of course, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. It's good, right? Weird. Good stuff. I, mean, I guess I guess that's the only way they're ever going to get the Universal Monsters series going, so. Yeah, yeah. But wait, they're doing the Invisible Man, didn't they? They're going to yeah. they're going to do it yeah. what who's in that? I just saw the preview for that. You saw the preview for it. I didn't. I didn't actually get get a chance to watch it. All right, whatever. Next, the um, 20th Century Fox just released da- the Daniel Craig James Bond collection whole, on four four yeah. K. So that's Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Inspector, and they give you Casino Royale some extended edition with it. So um, I really like the Daniel Craig Bond movies. I love the villains, especially. 
And um, did you see the trailer for No Time yes, to Die? Yes. So I'm excited. excited. I'm so excited. Can't wait. Rami Malik and Christoph Waltz. Come yep, on. Yep. 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 Um, so that's great. Uh, next, there is a uh, from Arrow Video, the RoboCop limited edition. And, you know, one of my favorite weird sci-fi movies is definitely RoboCop. And it's from director. Um, what is his name? Verhoeven. Uh, the guy Paul. who. Uh, yeah, Paul oh, Verhoeven. Paul. Yeah. He did. Um, he did the bug movie. What's the bug movie? Um, come on. Starship Troopers. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Lot in my brain. Anyway, this one is packed with stuff. It's it's a box set. You also get a poster. You also get um, 80 page color booklet. This is a great gift in quotes idea. Fold out poster. There's full color postcards and there's just a ton of optional commentary tracks and stuff. They, it's it's you'll spend hours playing with this next. The Anne Bancroft collection from Shout Factory, which covers most of her career um not her with only one crossover with her appearing with her husband um mel brooks would be in the to be or not to be remake from 1983 anyway that that collection includes don't bother to knock the miracle worker that won her an academy award pumpkin eater the graduate which we all know fatso which is a very strange film but she was a uh she directed it um, Agnes of God and 84 Charing Crossroad. That's a really good collection, especially because you get the graduate and all the um, all of the uh, extras that were from the Kreider and Blu-ray release in 2016. So that's great. So, so is Shout Factory just become just like the fanboys of film? Yes. When it, and they and they in turn are actually taking and spending quality time on generating a real thoughtful package. Is that really what, like what they've turned into? Yes. And I've spent uh, many an hour this year reviewing shout factory releases and they are really great. There's a lot of, they do a lot of good horror stuff. So I don't understand. I just don't understand. Like why wouldn't theaters and studios just get behind what they're doing? I mean, they are clearly putting together some of the best stuff out there. It's crazy that they're not like that. They're not doing the new releases as well and really giving it that full flavor. I, yeah, I don't get it because there's another one I'll talk about in a minute that you wouldn't expect to get anything, but but Shout Factory just killed on it. Anyway, before I go into that, Hellboy, the 15th anniversary edition. This is the movie you want to watch, okay? In 4K. It's Guillermo del Toro's version of Hellboy with Ron Perlman as Hellboy. Not that nonsense that came out earlier this year with uh, David Harbour. So no knock to David Harbour, but what a blow. No knock. Yeah, that was a piece of garbage. This is an amazing movie. And there's three optional commentary tracks on it. And it's all good stuff. There's even a 143 minute vintage documentary. I mean, there is everything you'd ever want to know about this film is in this release okay next one of my all-time favorite uh sci-fi humor movies galaxy quest celebrated its 20th anniversary the never give up never surrender edition tony shalom man talk about Uh, think about the cast think about the cast that's in that tony shalom right and then you've got um go ahead uh, name them 
uh, Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Tim Allen. Yes. Uh, Come on. Uh, um, Doc- hold Dr. on. Dr. Lazarus. Yeah. Uh, oh, Alan Rickman. Yes. Um, no, no, no. But wait, there's um, Sam One Rockwell. More. Yes. But then, but then there's the the young guy. Or the the, the um, there's the alien woman that you don't know, and then there's the alien guy, and I don't remember his. name. I don't remember his name, and I don't remember the guy who ran the computer. Daryl Mitchell as L- Lieutenant Laredo. Okay. Tommy Weber, Lieutenant Laredo. Anyway, right, right. If if you are even a mild Star Trek fan, you're going to be sucked into this movie, and if you like. Any type of sci-fi humor, you're you're on board. It's great. Well, isn't isn't part of um, the Orville like a cross between those two, like Star Trek and Galaxy Quest? I don't know. I've never watched the Orville. Oh, you're missing out. It's pretty good. I I'm I'm kind of tired of Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Sorry, He's, I can't. Yeah, I don't think I can deal with listening to him every week. It's not bad. I like it. Okay. Anyway, back to Shout. I only got a few more of these. Back to Shout Factory. This is great because I can't, I don't think I've ever seen this movie, but I watched it and I really loved it. Rock and Roll High School 40th Anniversary Edition. This is basically a, like a coming of age, silly musical comedy based around the Ramones. You cannot go wrong with a movie like that. It was from 1979. They did a 4K scan of the original camera negatives. It looks great in 2K. It's out in 2K. Uh, PJ Souls is in it. And it is a cult classic. And you get to hear a lot of cool Ramon songs, including, obviously, Rock and Roll High School. And um, this thing comes with four optional commentary tracks. It comes in a limited edition steel case. And a 70-minute new metro, a new 70-minute retrospective on the film with the director and Miss Souls. So that's great. Finally, and this is uh, interesting for Star Trek fans: the Star Trek Picard movie and TV collection released because of the new TV series, not TV, the streaming series Picard, which is coming out soon. So the the Star Trek Picard collection you're going to get through six discs. Um, You're going to get all of his appearances as the movies, Star Trek Generations, Star Trek VIII First Contact, which is my favorite Star Trek film, next to Wrath of Khan, Star Trek Insurrection, and Star Trek Nemesis. And you get two two two-part episodes restored and remastered in high definition from the TV Next Generation series. And it's the one where he's Locutus of Borg, the best of both war, and the one where Captain Picard's captured and tortured by the Kardashians in the dramatic chain of command. That's a lot of good stuff. So what... This is new news for me. What was what what made you like First Contact so much? I've always liked First Contact. But 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 what about it? What about it? First of all, it's got the Borg in it. Yeah. Second of all, it's got Zephyrin Cochran in it. So like they they travel back in time to the point where they're just like Star Trek's just beginning, right? That's the whole premise of this movie. So you, so you didn't like Generations? No. You, it's you, terrible. Really? Really? Man, that scene where they crash the ship in the saucer section, that is my favorite uh, Star Trek moment. 
when that thing when that thing goes down, come on. What you're not a first contact fan? You got to be kidding me. That's the uh, best movie it, ever. You know, I did not really care for the uh, what they did to Data and the and the woman who played like the Borg leader, the Borg queen. Oh yeah. my god, Alice Krieg. Didn't didn't care for it as I much. I know way too much about that movie. I liked it so much. I mean, then again, Wrath of Khan, come on now. Right. I like Wrath of Khan. But you, you like the original Ricardo Montalban version, not the crappy Star That's Trek right. in the Darkness version that the Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, which was not at all the same. That's right. By the way, um the sec I'm I'm watching the second season of Star Trek Discovery. Oh my god, is it good? Yeah, it is amazing. It is amazing. They've done such a good job, but they have they have done such a disservice. That is a show worthy of being on network television. Oh, yeah. And the problem with that show is no one's going to see it. Nope. Nope. Because there's no way I would spend money to see that show because there's not enough. There's not enough on that channel worth watching. The only reason I the only reason I have Disney Plus is because it's free for the first year on Verizon. Right. Right. I mean, like, I'm not going to spend I I really want to watch Picard. I am not going to get all access to do it. I'm just not. Oh, and I got a Roku. What an amazing device. I can't believe it. I have been having problems trying to figure out how to get my entertainment fix at this cabin I live at occasionally in West Virginia. And we've got like internet service that is just like bare bones from frontier. Basically it's like low end. You can't do a lot with it, but I plugged this Roku in and I was styling all week. Thank you, Roku. Nice. No endorsement. I did not. I paid full price. Not I didn't pay full price. I got it for, um, uh, Cyber Monday it was like fifty percent off, but it's it's great. But, it you, rocks. but you paid for it. That's what that's I all paid about. for it. That was yep. my point. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Roku. Nice. I can't talk anymore. <sighs> I've been talking the whole. That's the last twenty five right. minutes. All right. We're gonna we're gonna break. We'll come back. <sighs> you got another round gotta, of things, right? I can't do another round of things. We'll do it next week. All right, because because when we come back, I will dive into Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's well. Wait a minute. I haven't seen it yet. Can't dive into that. I'm gonna dive into it in the sense that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tickle okay. you with a feather, get you excited for it. Fine. And then uh, okay. we can talk a little bit about Rick and Morty season four. Okay, I'm All good right. with that. All right, we'll be back. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com, that's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com, and support the next evolution in news. All right, wake up. I'm here. Okay, good. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, another fantastic Quentin Tarantino film uh, starring... Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt with a slew of other amazing actors slash talent to it, such as Al Pacino, for example, yeah, uh, who, who plays uh, sort of like uh, he comes across as uh, as like a head of a studio almost. Um, 
and and that's pretty good. Uh, let's see who else. I mean, I got to go through the list here because it's kind of ridiculous just how many people are in this thing. So you've got Margot Robbie, uh, Amelia, uh, Emil Hirsch, which I can never for some reason pronounce his name correctly. Timothy Oliphant, Dakota okay. Fanning, Bruce Dern, Luke Perry, Damian Lewis, Al Pacino. Uh, You've got, let's see here, anybody else that would be big. Lena Dunham, who plays uh, a character. Lena Dunham? I can't watch this now. And you you can't, just ruined the movie. No, you can. And here's the reason no, why. No, she's a buffoon. Unless no. she gets her head cut off, I can't watch it. Well, here's what's hilarious about what she is part of. Um, is, she, what, is she part of Manson's family? She lives on the film, the film studio, yes. Yes, so she's really? not in it for very long. Correct. Okay. Um, you've got um, Kevin Smith's daughter is in it um, in a very small role. Clifton Collins Jr. Okay. Um, just going through here. Rumor Willis, Kurt Russell, uh, Timothy Roth. I mean, this is just jam-packed full of people there are people that you literally are like for two seconds is that who i think it is and then they're off the screen uh the the premise there's there's two plot lines that eventually converge the first one is that dicaprio is an actor pitt is his stuntman he's sort of falling out of the ability to get roles and then the second plot line is you have Margot Robbie's character, who is Sharon Tate, who is married to Roman Polanski. And that is tied to the Manson murders. And somehow the story converges together. I won't say anything more than that. When you watch it, you and I will have a discussion about how ridiculous the ending is and how I laughed hysterically for some odd reason, which probably makes me a sociopath. But okay. it, was a, it was a typical Tarantino ending that I couldn't have asked for anything more. and. Brad Pitt is pretty rad in it, and DiCaprio is phenomenal as always. Very, cool. very, very good. Um, All right, I will. I will mention two more things for a gift guide if you if it. you got time for it. Oh, so, time. like I said, I'm using the GSP 670. Um, it's an expensive headset. All right, it's 349 dollars, but man, I have um, really grown to love this thing. Playing some games with it played uh call of duty with it played the division which of course you're very familiar with division mm -hmm. two which was awesome um memory foam all over this thing i could sleep in this thing it's so comfortable and you get about 16 to 20 hours worth of battery life on it so i'm very happy with this thing and if this podcast comes out like i think it's going to i'm using this forever so thank you very much there you sound good Se secondly uh Scuff has come out with yet another heavy-duty video game controller for the Xbox One called the Prestige, and um, it's got – it's basically an Xbox controller, except it's got like four paddles underneath it you can work, and it's got 30 hours of battery life, which is pretty impressive. Wow. With one charge, so that's cool. That's really right? impressive. You can swap the face plates and all that kind of stuff. It's very customizable. Um, 
Now, the other thing I know you're going to get a kick out of, they have now done a Sega Genesis Mini. Yeah. No, don't care? No, here's the thing. They also, at the same time, came out with an Atari one. But it's like, I don't have any more US or like HDMI ports on my TV to support all these things. So the thing for me was, I was a big Genesis guy. Yep. And I went out immediately and bought the Sega Genesis over over most of these other consoles because I loved. First of all, I loved the tar- Altered Beast. Remember Altered Beast? This thing's eighty bucks, by the way. Altered Beast was like a side-scrolling fight game, um, and you would transform into a wolf and all this kind of stuff. It was pretty cool. Anyway, you get forty-two games on this thing. Uh, it looks just like it. They have absolutely mimicked it 100%. The games you get are Sonic the Hedgehog, just some of them, Mickey Mouse's Castle of Illusions, Earthworm Jim. Uh, total, total nostalgia trip with this stuff. Now, the one disappointment, they kind of bummed me out. They didn't have Tommy Lasorda baseball or Joe mm-hmm. Montana football. Both of those were big games for me. I really love playing those games. Well, you know why? I mean, because probably Major League Baseball oh, yeah. NFL has yeah. a lockdown on that stuff. Yeah, but the thing is, Tommy Lasorda Baseball didn't use the real uh, MLB teams. So maybe Tommy just wouldn't let them, wouldn't let them have it. Still anyway, I, I thought you'd get a kick out of that because they just, you know, they keep doing this this retro thing with video game consoles. Since uh, I think Nintendo started that, right? Nintendo started it, and I'm waiting to hear if they're going to do the uh, N64. Which if they're they going to have to, right? It, which if they do that, I will be playing Mario Tennis nonstop. <laughs> right, just nonstop Mario Tennis. I don't know. Uh, that's 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 my game. So cool. I don't know why. All right, last thing real quick. Rick and Morty season four. What'd you think of the first episode? Uh, I've watched it twice, so that means I really liked it. I have Uh, so far watched all episodes twice. Okay. Um, Just to make sure I'm not missing anything. And tell them what happens in the first one, because I still don't understand it, other than the fact that every time Rick died, it generated a clone in a different universe. Well, so they're making fun of um, they're making fun of the uh, uh, Tom Cruise movie "Live Die Repeat." Really? And, well, yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's called it's, the episode is called "Edge of Tomorty." Rick die, Rick Pete. Okay, I didn't catch the episode name. And, yeah, the whole thing is that um, he, he has a like a cloning machine in every possible dimension. And he just keeps like, so he dies because um, he gets ejected from the his his car, and he keeps coming back, but as a different thing. And every time he comes back, there's like a fascist regime. Yeah, yeah, very funny. Which is so funny. Um, so the episodes that are out right now is that's the first episode. The second one is The Old Man in the Seat, which is about Rick and a private planet that he has where he goes to take a dump, which is really... I'm sorry. Say that again. He has his, I must have misheard you. He has his own planet because he's a shy pooper. So he has his own he has his own he has his own planet where where he goes to, to take a crap. 
Oh God! Uh, which is really, uh, really ridiculous. Uh, one called one crew over the crew crews Morty, and then oh my God, and then uh, that is the third one that just came out, and that one it might be my favorite episode of Rick and Morty. It's a close no way. It's a close one with uh, pickle pickle Rick, Rick. But I'm telling you, the stuff that happens in this episode. And then when you watch the inside look about how um, um, not Justin Rowland, uh, who's the other guy? Um, I can never remember his name. Um, well, anyway, I don't know. The, the other writer, Dan Harmon. Thank you. Um, yes. So he hates the premise of um, heist movies. And he's like, we should never write an episode about things we hate. And instead, they literally rip on heist movies for the entire episode to the point where, like, my kids heard it in the background and came over and watched it and thought it was one of the funniest things they've ever seen in their life. Excellent. Um, Excellent. That one is worth a watch. It is very, very, very funny. Um, And they'll be back at it this week now that the holidays are over with another episode. I think it's a six episode season. And then they come out with season five. Cool. So. Who was that this time? Sponge, SpongeBob. SpongeBob again. I, I'm, I'm, I got a room full of SpongeBob. Um, I've been SpongeBobbed. Okay, so Rick and Morty. Rick big and, plus. Rick and Morty, big again, plus. Now I got to watch the bloody poop episode tonight. Thanks a lot. And I don't mean bloody poop. I mean the, the poop. The old man in the seat, dude. You got to check it out. It's worth it. It's pretty, All right. pretty stupid. I will. <laughs> but it's funny. And Monday, All right. go get your Ghostbusters. I will watch it, and you will oh, ping me, and we'll talk I, I, about I, it. I will ping you for sure. So we'll see how that works. And there's a boatload of new trailers that's just come out this week. Um, I won't get into too much detail about all of them, but Mulan, the live-action Mulan, actually looks badass. Uh... Real, it looks awesome. It's like old-style Japanese samurai fighting all right, Mr. Disney Plus. No, okay. No, this is not. I don't think it's Disney Plus. I think it's just an actual movie. But it looks, I know, I know. You, but you're all hooked into Disney Plus, so no, you've been brainwashed. I, I'm not watching Disney Plus. That's the thing. You know, they're injecting some sort of subliminal brainwashing technique as you're watching stuff, right? Here's the thing: the only person who's watched Disney Plus is my son, and he watched like two episodes of The Mandalorian. Like you didn't watch The Mandalorian? I did not. Actually, because I'm going to come over to your house and watch The Mandalorian because I, I'm not buying it. I was busy uh, working at the time. So working I working on Rick and Morty. No, I was, uh, okay. he was he was off from school or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. But at any rate, that uh, that movie is coming out. And, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff coming out. I don't even want to get into all of it. But oh, Black Widow. That was the other big one. Yes. So Dan Harbour again is in. Hey man, in another pop culture. He's, he's he, David Harbour has now got that Marvel money. Yep. So he's gonna get the Marvel money. And, All and, right. And this l- last thing, did you see the commercial for Xfinity with ET? I did. How cute is that? I huh? thought that w- might have been one of the greatest commercials of all time. That must have cost a fortune. Didn't matter. It was worth it. It was I agree. really great. I agree. So, I loved it. If you haven't watched it, you're living under a rock. Go find it. It's all over YouTube, all over the internet. Go check it out. Well, I got to tell you, I am um, really enjoying doing a podcast with you at this point. 
Yeah, because you don't have to leave your got, house. <laughs> and it's got nothing. To, it's got nothing to do with you, man. This GSP six seventy, brother. You're sitting on your couch. Your feet are up. You got your wireless head. I don't have to do. That's right. I got no bloody cord. I got nothing to have to deal with it's here. It's winter time. You don't have to go outside when it's snowing. You're just. You're just no, there. Just chatting with my good buddy. Yep. So All right. there we go. All right. We'll see you next see time. See ya.